Welcome back for another episode of the Happy at Work podcast with Laura, Tessa, and Michael. Each week, we have thoughtful conversations with leaders, founders, and authors about happiness at work. Tune in each Thursday for a new conversation. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Happy at Work podcast. And today I'm excited to invite back again, Andrew Soren. Andrew, welcome back on the show. Michael, it is such a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me again on your Happy at Work podcast. I love being here. And the cool thing is that that you're you're wearing a different hat. Uh, could you share with our audience who didn't who missed your first episode a little bit about your background and then tell us about your affiliation with IPA, the International Positive Psychology Association? Absolutely. Well, you and I, of course, know each other through the University of Pennsylvania, where we met. Um, I was an instructor in the Masters of Applied Positive Psychology program, which I have been now for about a decade, which is an extraordinary and astonishing thing. Um, that is uh, that is how we met. And positive psychology is really a foundation of everything that I care about in so many ways. Um, the other thing that I do, of course, is is run a company that's called Eudaimonic by Design, eudaimonia being the fancy Greek word for well-being. And uh, and so I'm really interested in going into organizations and designing the conditions where people can experience well-being at work. But that's neither of those things are the things that I'm here talking about today. Today, I am here talking about the volunteer role that I do, which is sit on the board of the International Positive Psychology Association. And specifically this year, I am one of the chairs of the 8th World Congress of Positive Psychology, which is taking place in beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia, July 20th to 23rd. That's amazing. Uh, can you tell us more about the conference? Uh, like what what's going to be there? Who's going to be there? Uh, and why should people go? Absolutely. So first of all, as I know that most of your listeners know, positive psychology, which is probably a good place to start, is the science of well-being and is the science of what goes right with us. And, uh, and IPA is really the global body in the world that brings together researchers and practitioners together who are interested in that science of well-being and how it can be applied in the world. And our World Congresses, which happen biannually, this is the eighth one, as I said, um, these World Congresses are a meeting place of all of those researchers, all those practitioners, people who are just interested and passionate or even curious about positive psychology and the science of well-being. And uh, and and they're just incredible, action-packed, loaded days of learning and connecting, networking, and quite frankly, a lot of fun trying to walk the talk of what it means to actually go to a well-being conference. <laughs> I love that. <clears throat> yeah, you would stand out if you come into the conference and you're a little grumpy. People would say you're not you're not drinking enough Kool-Aid. <laughs> there are, for the record, there's lots of very grumpy positive psychology people out there. It is it is very true. Sometimes we study the things that we need to learn most. So, but we try we try to counterbalance that with uh, with at least a little bit of of joy and bringing bringing well-being to life in all its manifest ways. Absolutely. It's 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 so funny where it's like, oh, you know, I need to listen to what I tell people. So sometimes I have those days myself. Uh, so for the people uh, where 
you know, IPA is new for the listeners. You know, our podcast is really focused on uh, making the workplace better. How can the International Positive Psychology Association's World Congress help people in the workplace? What kind of things are they going to be talking about? Yeah, great. So there's a whole bunch of different kinds of people who are interested in positive psychology. And those who are interested in work and organizations are a huge chunk of those people. There are business leaders, there are HR professionals, there's coaches, there's consultants, there's people who are interested in experience design. There's a whole huge range of people within the organizational world who get very excited about positive psychology because, of course, they're excited about what makes individuals and organizations thrive and that's exactly what positive psychology tries to study in the world. And so um and so there's there's interesting work that happens on both the academic research side, so lots of people who who literally study with as much scientific rigor as they can, what brings well-being into the workplace? What does engagement actually mean? What does achievement look like? How do we have resilience at work, especially in the context of the last few years when so many people have been experiencing stress and burnout and disengagement, quiet quitting, you know, the the great resignation. How do we create workplaces that ultimately are going to attract people because they're fundamentally things and places that make people have flourishing lives? You know, if if we can't make work that, then what does work become in the world? I think those are the questions that people who are interested in work and organizations and come to this conference are really interested in wrestling with and exploring, both again from the research side, but also from the practitioner side. Again, whether you're a coach or a consultant, whether you're a business leader, an HR professional, there's so many different people who are interested in practical and tactical ways that we can create interventions that work in the workplace around building well-being, around boosting engagement, around creating meaning at work. Um, those are all things that uh, that folks can look forward to if they come to the World Congress. Yeah, I think it's just been such an interesting time where we've, I feel like we've been able to do our best work with what's happened in the last couple of years, just everything just let's just start from the beginning and make some new rules and what's going to be important. Um, it reminds me this morning, I was, I was going to go swim at the gym and I took an Uber and the Uber driver, we were, we were both chatty patty. So we're just like talking, talking. And I was asking him like, how do you like being an Uber driver? And he said, you know, I love it because I have the flexible schedule. I make enough money to take care of what I need. And I just had my second child and I want to have the time to watch my baby grow up. I was like, wow. Like that, it was really thoughtful. It was really thoughtful. He's like, I have enough. And what's really important is spending time watching my baby grow up. And I was like, good for you. Like you are well-placed with what you're doing. So I love the fact that we can take positive psychology and intersect it into the workplace really to to do some real good, to do some mm-hmm. good in the world. So I, it's, it's, it's a privilege to be in this space. But I'd like to get really specific about some of the events and the speakers. Uh, what are you really excited about that you're going to be seeing at, at this year's conference? Who's coming? What are they talking about? It's actually interesting. That story makes me think about one of our plenary sessions, which is being hosted by a guy named Roy Baumeister. And Roy's probably one of the most famous psychologists in the world. He's also the incoming president of the International Positive Psychology Association. And, um, and he's bringing together three extraordinary 
figures in the field. Um, so himself, Martin Seligman, arguably the father of positive psychology, who both of us know from the University of Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and Ken Sheldon, all three of those extraordinary paragons of positive psychology have recently written books around the topic of human agency. So I'm just thinking about that Uber driver and what's important to him, you know, all of the choices that he is making in his life and the ways in which he is taking agency in his world. Um, Each of these three psychologists has done a deep dive and are publishing pretty extraordinary books within the next year about what agency looks like from different perspectives, from different worldviews, from from really different ways of, of how agency shapes our lives and ultimately shapes society in fascinating, fascinating ways. So that's just one session of probably about 590 that I'm really excited about. There's 590 sessions. <laughs> I should I should I should watch my language. There's 590 presenters. There's 130 hours of content. Wow, that is amazing. Yeah. You know, I think agency is such an important thing because I think a lot of people aren't as thoughtful about it. I remember that um uh Dr. Sullivan had written an article, I think it was for USA Today, when there were was were so many school shootings, and he had related it to learned helplessness where people were saying, well, you know, it's just the way it is. You can't do anything about it. And you can, you can do something about it. And I think agency is a way that you could actually say, I'm not going to send my child into a place that is going to be so risky and we need to do something to change it. So I think agency is amazing for people to co-create the the life that they actually want to have. You know, that makes me think of another session that I'm really excited about. This is uh, another one of our plenary sessions. It's all about compassion, another single word that is everything in this world in which we live in. And so, you know, some of the arguments of positive psychology in and over the years has been that there's so much of a focus on what's right with us, but not everything is right. And there's a lot of suffering in the world. And so how does positive psychology ultimately think about the whole entire spectrum of human experience, which psychology should. Compassion is one of those topics that really does cover the gamut, the full range of human experience, both the highs and the lows of it. And we have an amazing session um, that's going to be one of the one of the plenary sessions that is led by a guy named Rick Hansen. Rick wrote the book Buddha Brain is an amazing researcher and thought leader himself at University of Berkeley. Uh, and um, and and he has brought together this extraordinary panel, um, Tanya Singer, one of the most important neuroscientists from Germany, who is uh, as a real leader in the, in the neuroscience of compassion. Uh, James Kirby, who is in Australia, who's going to be looking at the social factors, the policy um, components, the, the ways in which compassion can ultimately create a path pathway for us. And then Mamfela Ramfali, who is from South Africa, who was a leader in apartheid activism and has built her whole entire life around ultimately trying to understand how compassion can be an ingredient for politics, for policy, and for fundamental activism in the world. Like just those Four people on a stage for an hour talking about what compassion can do in the world is something I'm just super excited to 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 be a part of. That's that's so interesting. I recently was in Brazil uh, 
teaching for a month and I speak like three words of Portuguese, but I wanted to, I actually felt like I wanted to move there because Brazilians are so compassionate. I got more hugs in Brazil in the last month than the 25 years I've lived in Boston, which if you're from Boston, you know, that's probably not saying much. It's a low bar, but it just felt so good. And one thing that just really touched me was before every conference, and again, I don't speak Portuguese, so I could only pick up on body language. Before they opened the doors for the, the people to come in, all the volunteer staff made a circle and we're all holding hands and, and they were praying. And so I was just listening and didn't understand anything. And, and then when it was over, I said, um, I said, wow, that, that felt really nice. Um, what was the occasion? Like, what were we doing? And they're like, they were praying for you to do well for the students. Wow. I was like, wow. Wow. I mean, you don't get that here. <laughs> you know, I think, I think compassion is incredibly important. And, and now when we're talking about uh, workplace well-being, empathy in leadership is, it, it's just a prerequisite. If, if you don't have empathy. Uh, so I think that it's so important that you're going to be having the people talking about those topics and but now let's get into some of the the nuts and bolts. Uh, yeah. How can people register for the event? Is it in person, online, both? Can you give us just a few details? Absolutely. So um, it is in person. We made a very deliberate choice this year that we wanted to reconvene because we just wanted to connect. The last time that we were in person was in 2019 in Melbourne. So uh, so so we have we have we have gone full hog on an in person. Uh, Congress. Um, we are in Vancouver, as I said, July 20th to 23rd are the dates. The website that you should check out if you want all the information is www.ipaworldcongress.org. We'll make sure that we put that into the, into the, I'm sure the, the promotional material for this webcast so that you, or so that, so that you see. Um, the costs and registration is all online. There are rates for members, non-members, students. Um, there's day rates. You can, I think, even get access to some of the workshops that we do, both on the first and last day, as potentially separate things, if that's something that you want to, to give a sense of the cost for four days. If you are an IPA member, it's about $9.95. Um, it is, I mean, honestly, for 130 hours of content, 590 speakers, the kind of experiences that you'll be getting, um, it's a pretty amazing deal. Uh, and it's also, you know, something that, uh, that will be an opportunity for you to connect to a community of like-minded people that will fundamentally change your world. Like it's a, it's a pretty breathtaking community to be part of. Well, I, I will say for our listeners, uh, when you get a bunch of positive psychology people in the room, it's just so much fun. <laughs> Everyone, it's just great conversations. The people are kind and, and, and we learn, we, we learn a lot from each other and there's a lot of collaboration, a lot of sharing. So the vibe is always good at these sorts of events. And um, now as we, as we're ending our interview, cause the time always flies because I always go into flow and I talk to Andrew, um, for, for individuals who are at an organization where they're like, yeah, you know, nothing's going to change here. I'm willing, but I'm in this organization that just isn't going to do that. What resources could individuals gain from IPA knowing that their organization won't change, but they could change themselves in some ways? What individual resources are there for those people? You know, there's some really, um, I think that what you'll be able to come away with 
at the World Congress is probably a recognition that change of the kind that you probably want in your organization is going to require a whole bunch of different things. I mean, there's probably societal things that are going to need to change. You might need to, to try to like advocate for people to like raise minimum wage. Who knows? Um, there, there's probably going to be organizational things that might change. And you'll learn about some of those policy things, as well as some of the organizational things that will make a big difference. But I think that the, the number one thing that you'd get from coming to the World Congress is probably a lot, a lot of individual strategies for how you can take control of what you can control within your experience of work. Now, there's this notion called job crafting, which uh, which we both know is uh, is an idea that comes from um, a researcher whose name is Amy Rizneski and and uh, and a whole bunch of other people who've explored this terrain, which is really how do you take the job that you have and turn it into the job that you want by thinking really deliberately about the tasks that you have to do on a day-to-day basis, the relationships that you hold, and just the way in which you cognitively even think about your job, your strengths, your values, your passions, how those things ultimately fit or don't into the day-to-day work that you have to do, and how you can just retell the story of your job in different ways to really infuse a huge amount of meaning. I think that if you come to this conference you'll understand job crafting and what you can do to take control. We're actually taking this notion of job crafting and turning it into Congress crafting. We have this amazing guy named Rob Baker um, who's out in the UK and uh, and he's actually helping every single attendee who's going to the Congress think about how they can apply this notion of Congress crafting to even think about how they are going to engage, what kind of goals they want to have over these four days. So I think just taking that live experience back into the world will fundamentally change your relationship to your job. I love this. And I would really encourage our listeners to come to the Congress just for the job crafting. If you're going to come for one thing, because you spend so much of your time at work, you need to have well-being for yourself. It's a major part of your life. And recently, when I was in Brazil, it's always a challenge for me that I, I have to convert positive psychology strategies into Portuguese and like really simple words so they, they get the concepts. And I was teaching a group of people who were salespeople. And one of their challenges was they were very stressed out with all these sales quotas. And so every month, you know, the, the, the minute they might hit a quota, then it's like, fine. But the, at the first of the month, you know, it's, it's, it's back, the, you know, someone's on your back again for the next month. And they were very stressful and they were finding that their performance was dropping because they were so stressed that they were they had just too much fear. And I did this very short exercise and I said talk to your neighbor about, you know, what product or service you're selling and who are you helping? Tell stories about how you've helped them with what you sell and focus on that. And the room shifted where you could feel the compassion coming into the room of wow, I do have a higher calling. I'm doing something good. I'm making the world better with my product or service. And I said, if you focus on that, your sales quotas will take care of themselves. And and job crafting can be just that simple. And what I really love about it is that you can change your experience where the outside of the organization just doesn't change at all. So I I love the power that that IPA and some of their speakers and researchers are going to be able to do for people. And Andrew, I appreciate the time you spent. Like I said, the time just flies by when I talk to you. Any final thoughts before we before we sign off today? 
I think the last thing that I'll say is, uh, and just kind of builds off of your comment, you know, in this period of time, you know, connecting with people who care about this stuff is really important. I mean, just even, even the notion of like thinking about how do we help each other is such an essential thing. And, uh, and I think again, that the reason if, if you're listening to this podcast, it's because you already know that you want to try to figure out how to become happier at work, how to make your workplace a, a happier place where there's more well-being. And that's probably not always an easy thing. And there's probably a struggle. There's probably challenge. You probably feel like you're facing a lot of brick walls. Maybe you feel like you're doing it alone. Um, if you come to this conference, you're going to be with a thousand other people who share that passion and are doing incredible work to be able to do it. Um, so come, feel connected, feel part of the community, know that you belong. I can't wait to see you in Vancouver. Come for come for the group hug, everybody. <laughs> it's going to be a good one. <laughs> Andrew, thank you so much. We'll be seeing you at the Congress. Bye for now. Bye for now. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to hear future episodes, be sure to subscribe to the Happy at Work podcast and leave us a review with your thoughts. Are you interested in speaking on a future episode or want to collaborate with us? Let us know. You can send us an email at admin at happyatworkpodcast.com. And lastly, follow us on LinkedIn or Twitter for even more happiness. See you soon.